0: Welcome once again to Great Stories About Great Storytellers, where I share the interesting and sometimes weird backstories of famous authors, poets, and directors. You know, my writing lies solidly in the mystery and thriller genres, and my books have managed to earn nine national awards, thank you very much. But I've always admired those who can write captivating children's literature. That task is far more challenging than most realize, and far beyond my power with words. To be able to appeal to a broad audience of young readers and their parents is a goal not many achieve. There are a number of names in this genre, if you think about it, Dr. Seuss, Beverly Cleary, and A.A. Milne, to name a few. But I'm not sure there are any in the 20th century who did this better than this episode's great storyteller, Raul Dahl. You see, before Harry Potter roamed the halls of Hogwarts, and before readers met the giant, well, half-giant, Hagrid, and before J.K. Rowling wrote her first manuscript, readers for generations, both children and adults, searching for their fantasy fix, often turned to the British author, Roald Dahl. Before millions of readers devoured the Harry Potter tales, children were put to bed with fantastical stories of witches... Friendly and not-so-friendly giants and children with extraordinary powers, all emanating from the creative imagination of Rawl Dahl. Even decades later, I can still remember reading James and the Giant Peach to my own children, who each night begged for one more chapter. And more often than not, I was happy to oblige because I was as caught up in the incredible story as the young ones. Next, my children discovered Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and often surrendered the pages to their own sweet dreams. I soon learned there were millions of children and adults who, who, needing a reminder of the power of their youth, found refuge in the pages of Danny, the champion of the world, and Matilda. When they needed a little scare, they dove into the witches, and when they wanted to laugh, they turned to the twits. Now, Ral Dahl, 1916 to 1990, never put up numbers to rival J.K. Rowling, but then a few authors have. But his books have sold over 250 million copies. And that number grows as successive generations continue to discover his dark humor, his tales of children triumphing, and his escapes to other worlds. Recent adaptations of his novels on the silver screen have only added to Dahl's fame and recognition, as well as discovering new readers, with movies like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, The Witches with Jim Henson and Angelica Houston, and Matilda with the likes of Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito. Although Dahl is most recognized for his remarkable children's stories, he proved to be an equally adept writer of adult fiction. He wrote over 60 macabre short stories for publications such as Harper's, Playboy, The New Yorker, Collier's, and Ladies' Home Journal. In fact, his adult fiction earned him three Edgars, the award given for the best writing of the year by Mystery Writers of America. He even adapted for the screen two of Ian Fleming's novels, a storyteller I'll feature later in this podcast, by the way, the spy thriller 007's You Only Live Twice, and the children's book Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. As a writer, when I read Dahl's fantastical tales, I couldn't help but wonder, where did all these great stories come from? Which narratives it is. Even the fantasy ones contain a grain of autobiographical truth. As it turns out, Raw Dahl's real life contained more than enough drama, crises, and tragedy to provide ample fuel for his vivid imagination. In his younger years, Rahl attended the Cathedral School in Landorf in Wales. While there, He was beaten by the headmaster for small infractions, such as leaving a sock on the floor. (laughs) Shades of the story of Matilda. He also put a dead mouse in a jar of gobstoppers at a local sweet shop that earned him another caning, a prank he and his friends called the Great Mouse Caper. Do you think maybe he had this prank in mind when he wrote about the everlasting gobstoppers in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? As a teen, Rawl was exceptionally tall, six foot six, and quite the athlete, excelling in cricket, squash, soccer, and even golf. Early on, he developed quite the interest in photography, carrying a camera with him everywhere. This probably helped him learn to observe people carefully, a skill that no doubt came in handy in his writing. As it turns out, Rawl Dahl the Man was a man of many talents. Rather than going to college, he became a fighter pilot in the RAF and flew in numerous dogfights in Europe. On one early flight, he crashed and managed to crawl out of the flaming wreckage. He was injured with a crushed skull and even lost his sight for a while. But when he was deemed fit again, he was back in the air, shooting it out with Germans, becoming a World War II flying ace, though the injuries followed him for the rest of his life, causing him horrible headaches and to blackout at times. Later in the war, Dahl was posted to the U.S. as a diplomat, which was cover for his work as a British spy, which he found he, was quite the, he had quite the talent for. Dahl supplied essential espionage information to none other than Winston Churchill during the war, and after became an important intelligence source for MI5. Later in life, he even collaborated with a surgeon and an engineer in inventing a medical device. A valve used to treat the condition of hydrocephalus, a device that has been used successfully on thousands of children around the world. But Dahl also dealt with more than his share of personal heartache and calamity. His children's works have often been called dark. Tragedy seems to be part of the fabric of his tales. No doubt the tragedy in his own life influenced his writing in this way. You see, he lost two of his children when they were quite young. A taxi struck his four-month-old son lying in a baby carriage, and the boy later developed hydrocephalus. Two years later, his eight-year-old daughter died from measles encephalitis. And a few years after that, while his wife was pregnant with their fifth child, she suffered three burst aneurysms. Perhaps one of the remarkable aspects of his life was the fact that all these personal tragedies struck Rawl while his career was just starting to take off. But he found a way to carry on. One of Rawl Dahl's great talents as a writer was to tell his stories from the perspective of a child, capturing their fears and fantasies. He was one of the first to write for children as young adults rather than little kids. Dahl's fiction fiction champions the child as young, good, and kind, and juxtaposes them with villains who are often old, hateful, and selfish. His stories let children know it's okay to be different, a really important message in today's world, and they can survive anything if they believe. In a minute, I'll share the supposed writing advice Roald Dahl would see from his teachers, you're not going to believe this, and Dahl's own word, rules for writing children's fiction. First, a brief message from this episode's sponsor, in Detail Magazine the publishing industry's most trusted publication for independent, small-published and hybrid offers and readers. With top-level interviews, cutting-edge information and education articles, along with professional book reviews, detail, brings the very best in publishing to anyone who loves to read. Check out their website, That's I-N-D-T-A-L-E.com. For more information and details on the Roan Awards, the most prestigious awards in the indie industry. Now, back to Raul Dahl's story. If you are like me, an emerging writer, you've probably received writing advice, I'm making air quotes here, more times than you can count. Perhaps from teachers as well as from others. So for all of us struggling to make our way in the literary world, I thought it might be helpful to learn some of the advice Roald Dahl received from his instructors. During his school years, none of his teachers saw Rawl as a particularly talented writer. (laughs) I guess not, as he's only amassed sales of more than 250 million copies. I mean, you know. One One of his English teachers even criticized, and I quote, I have never met anybody who persistently writes words meaning the exact opposite of what is intended. This comment turned out to be prophetic, as critics have hailed Dahl's playful, inventive use of the language in children's books. No doubt this is one of the reasons kids and adults love them. His invented words work so well because it was skilled in using onomatopoeia, Words that sound like what they mean, such as fizzlecrump and swishes. And readers, especially children, understood what he meant and loved it. Dahl knew kids of all ages loved wordplay, and he delighted in it all his life. Just one reason his children's books have remained favorites for more than 50 years. Now to the rules Ral Dahl used in writing children's fiction. Um, and they're probably not what you'd think. Number one, just add chocolate. Number two, adults can be scary. Number three, bad things happen. Number four, revenge is sweet. Number five, keep a wicked sense of humor. And number six, pick perfect pictures. Authors who are interested in following Roald Dahl's example and want to write fun, captivating, and popular children's books might do well to follow his rules. That is, if you want to sell millions of copies. My Haunted Shore Mysteries have not sold millions of copies. Well, at least not yet. But both Blood on the Chesapeake, number one, my first book, and Crimson and Cape May, my second, last year joined the bestseller club by posting number one and number two bestsellers in their respective genres. More information on these and the entire series can be found at my website, www.authorrandyoverbeck.com, where you can also access earlier episodes of this podcast. Thanks for giving a listen and be sure to check out the next episode of Great Stories About Great Storytellers, which will feature the incredibly popular best-selling author Tom Clancy. Until then, keep reading those great stories.